Hi there, and welcome to the Curious Collective podcast, conversations designed for the conscious community to bring awareness to those holistic practices that you can embrace to live your best life. So tap into the knowledge and wisdom of our guests to extract what you need to heal, transform, and live as your true soulful self. Now, I am completely honored today to um, introduce you to our guest, who I'm a bit of a fangirl of, so this is huge (laughs) to have her on my podcast. Uh, Tashka Urban, so uh, founder of Tashka Urban Music and also um, Global Sound School is is something new. So welcome. Hello, thank you so much for having me. And yeah, you were just telling me a little bit about my music and how you found me. And I'd love to hear a bit of that before I jump in because I know I'll rave on in my passionate usual <laughs> way. And yeah. So most of the listeners know that I'm completely absorbed into the chakra work and you released um you know uh, these beautiful uh, uh, musical like journeys around each of the chakras and I was playing them solidly for a whole week when I was journeying through them for myself and it just transformed me to some level that I didn't even know about so (laughs) from that that, just started sharing that out and and watching all of your stuff so I, I you inspire me to be creative within my own vocal expression. So, yeah. yeah. Amazing. That's so beautiful. Well, that's a perfect. So I'd love to talk a little bit about how I came into doing that music in the first place um, and what changed for me in my whole life when I did say yes to that, which was actually me infusing or fusing together all of the selves that I am throughout my whole lifetime. I think sometimes in life we can feel like we're so many people and doing so many things and it feels like having to prioritize this one or put that one in the front or bring this. And when I began to make medicine music, it was a, and and, and with that came um, voice dance. I don't know if you're familiar with my voice dance series, but it is, um, I take people through every chakra one week at a time. It's a transformational, embodiment course that also teaches us how to sing and it does it in a way it was my way of tricking people into finding their inner child and their joy (laughs) and their voice without it having to be stressful or too thinky and also um infusing that with uh like ecstatic dance so that you get we go to a lot of ecstatic dances or you know I'm guessing your listeners already know what ecstatic dance is, but instead of going to a club or somewhere and getting drunk and then dancing and letting go of everything, ecstatic dance is a way of just fully using the medicine of our movement and our body to move energy through. And so using that same medicine, like voice dance infuses a different modality with every chakra. So I use breath work and stuff for the first chakra, moving all the way up like with heart chakra, we're going into touch. So I really relate each modality um, to that chakra. So, you know, with the touch one, we're working with more around sensuality and we're working with even meridian points and massage and chi and stuff like that. But then I also infuse with every single chakra and that modality that I put with it, a voice tool, a voice activation tool. So again, in in the level one, the base chakra, we, we do a lot of stuff around how to breathe properly with our singing and how to use the proper areas of our body to support the voice, which I call reparenting our voice. A lot of us have stories around Mm. when we sort of tucked away our our voice in the past because we were 
you know, told we couldn't sing or someone made a mm. comment or or we just felt shy or unsupported in that like so many like I have not met someone who doesn't have a story around yeah. their voice and our voice as we know is such a direct doorway to our true expression and our mm-hmm. true self and so it's really powerful work and it's so warming to be able to work with people in in that way and you do see that ripple effect carry out to the rest of our lives when we are suddenly able to feel more free to be our true more authentic self mm-hmm. then next moment that's carrying through all the other areas of our life so it's such an honor to have this work birth through me and it, and it really did come from yes infusing all of myself together because I was brought up in a very um, spiritual background so we were taught not to have one religion or to follow any particular religion we were taught to take and listen to and take pieces from all of them oh, interesting um, and probably if anything renounce religion because it was like more important to think for yourself in my family mm-hmm. and um and i think it's interesting if i think like I, uh if we look at all of the the leaders in religious um stories or they they all kind of did that they made their own journey through renouncing what they were told they had to be yeah. to find their own path and then they became spokespersons for their yeah. their followers and so i really appreciate that i got and I, that that in my upbringing and i think a lot of that is why one of my big gifts that I am able to bring to the world that's very strong it's a strong muscle it's like one of my strongest mm. muscles is is that um creative expression and freedom to to be and think for myself and mm. so a lot of the time when people come to me it's about unlocking that where I might have had not so much the other things supported in my childhood that was my that was my what what was really strong for for me yeah. and um and then on that note there was a lot of spirituality so we were you know my sister started doing she started sketching people's auras when I was only like a young teenager she would do it at markets and then she had a whole lines of people and and she would redo readings for them so I learned about chakras at a very young age Mm -hmm. I learned about lots of different spiritual practices tuning into energy we were brought up to be really um uh, aware of the food we ate and food as medicine and so like if I you know, had cracks at the side of my lips or something. Mum was like, vitamin B, eat mushrooms and tomato. <laughs> like, you know, it was, it, so it's a really, I, I'm so grateful for that. And I think I really renounced or not renounced, but I just kept it tucked, tucked away that spiritual side of myself as I went into, I'm a musician or I'm a, I'm a music teacher or an, a lecturer and an educator. And I tried to be somebody in the world where, you know that 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 you know and this is this is a and when we come into when i start to express about what the work i'm doing now mm. this is where a massive foundation of it came from because like like still happens now you're told that you know to be creative to have your creative expression is not a job yeah. it's not it's you know it's it's something that we do as a hobby on the side and that um, my lifetime has been about one proving everyone wrong for myself so mm. that i can you know you know, go my own way and, and find my own path. Yes. Um, but now my greatest passion is about how to, to break those paradigms and those limiting beliefs for the masses, because 
we are in a massive turning point in humanity where everything is shifting all old foundations are crumbling and if we look at um, patterns over time where this has happened in history um, this is what comes out of these times where everything crumbles and things go into like you know uh, the depression or the mm. you know all of the uh, wars what comes out of them is massive um innovation yeah and so i am on this uh crusade to bring forward the innovators and the creators into the 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 molding and the shaping of what comes next for oh, you that is exciting oh, i just got full body gooseies <laughs> So good. And I love the foundation that you came from and and the and the way you talk about bringing all of those versions of yourself together to to you know embody all the different parts of you and be what you are today that it's so good to listen to. Yeah, so on that note, so throughout my 20s I had lots of opportunities with my music. I actually have some interesting stories where I turned down Australian Idol because I had managers at the time and there was all this stuff around that um, and I I worked with big producers and then um, but then my music and then created music that actually for me I hated listening to it and oh, I didn't that's sell not- it and it didn't sound like anything like who I was when I'm playing just me on the piano like a little sing-songwriter and then I got overproduced in the studio and yeah. none of that registered at the time I was trusting the people around me it's not like they tried to do the wrong thing either mm. but being able to cultivate and find who you are and that's what creativity is and it's about actually the fingerprint of your soul right coming through and if that gets manipulated in ways to try and suit an agenda and suit the way the world needs it to come out then of course how is it supposed to speak that truth and have that genuinity and so it was really important lessons for me like and here am I, like in my late 30s. I'm going to be 40 soon, in fact, and that blows my own mind. <laughs> um, and I'm determined, even though I still go through those ways of like, you know, why am I not here or here or here at this age with my success? And then other times I'm like, I, I'm so proud of myself, and I also can yeah. see that I'm right and aligned and on time. And I'm, I know that all those experiences from the past are very fundamental to shaping why I'm so, why there's such a lit fire in me to, to, to having what is now this kind of ridiculous passion to, to make that mark and make that impact. And I've always felt like that. I think since I was born, I can't ever remember not feeling like I'm here to change the world and make a difference. And many people do feel like that. Maybe not everybody does, but for me, it's always been, um, it's always been at the forefront of everything. So, you know, I do want to have a family one day and I do want to do all those very normal real world things, but not at the sacrifice of being able to let my, my that creative calling that I feel pulls at me so strongly every day. Um, and as a collective, like I see you pulling people to the light, to their truest expression. Now that is so powerful because, you know, they're not going to maybe be caught up and go through those similar struggles that they'll be able to just slip straight into where they're meant to be at that time doing, you know, the, their own medicine for the world. Yeah. Yeah. And that's right. And so 
what is the future that we want to carve and, and, and it's, you know, if you put a bit of an ingredient in a dish, that whole dish is flavoured with that ingredient. Mm-hmm. So we want everybody's ingredient to, to be taste, to, to be felt, to be in there and it all matters. You know, you can't just sit there and pretend that you can't taste the pepper, <laughs> you know. What a so, great analogy. <laughs> and so that I feel like that's our responsibility at this point in history is like, well, we've spent a lot of versions of, of who we are in humanity and the way that we show up um, as a collective, as a society. And then I think the whole experience of COVID and what happened and how it was like for the first time ever in our, our, our lifetime, we felt like something touched us all. Mm. And I think that was the reality check for us realizing that it is one web, one big vibration that's that's hitting us all. And so we have, you know, just like me and my history of all these different things that have happened that have led me to this point, humanity has that same thing going on and we have an opportunity to to turn it into an opportunity, to, to yeah. make it something that is going to are we gonna learn from it? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's not it's we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen next. And it's but like I'm going to just... who's going to choose in, who's going to lean in and choose themselves yeah. and the collective. Yeah, that's exciting. I'm I love that phrase, who's going to choose. Yeah, who's going to choose? choose. But... And that's it. And you, you listening right now, mm-hmm. you know, I know that like you said to me, Katie, like it only takes one phrase or something that can actually for that day spark something in somebody or shift their headspace or lead them in the course of an action that they make a phone call or reach out in some way. And that can be a chain reaction. And I think we that is our that is our gift to each other at the moment because we have the ability to reach and teach and, and connect with each other more than ever in history. And so, yeah, this is... This is the foundation so of my music. So when I'm recording, I'd love to share a little on that. Totally. And this is why I believe it, my music is so impactful for people is. So, again, just coming back to that discussion about infusing my different selves. So I, every, like I love writing lists and goals, and I have done that since I can remember. Mm-hmm. And... I always joke to myself that one day I'll get as good at achieving the lists as I am at writing them. <laughs> and I am getting really close now. Um, yeah, but I, so I had my, my spiritual self where I was in, you know, I was in a, a, a psychic group with my family. We would have people every month do, and they were subscribed and we would do readings for them. And that was me starting to give permission, like, oh yeah, no, this is who I am. Like I've been doing this since I was young. Um, and, you know, actually, I want to share something really powerful that my mother, um, when I've, I'm sure every one of us has a bit of a hard time as a teenager, maybe some people more than others. It, I remember having a really, really hard couple of years where I had some falling out with friends and I just felt really, I was going deep into my, you know, my wounding, which was a lot of my sort of inherited ancestry wounding, but I didn't realize that at the time. And so I was really lucky that my mum at the time, so I would have been what, grade 10, I think it was. We started, she had a week on every Sunday, her friends would come around, maybe only one or two of them, and we'd do spiritual stuff. So it started out, we would just play with clay, and then we ended up doing 
like mandalas together and drawing together but then they started bringing like we, we'd read our tarot cards right mm. and um and where was i going with this oh yeah there was an exercise we did from a book called stepping into the magic which was what mum called her bible right mm. so it was all these visualization exercises and this is stay tuned for this because this is really quite powerful and i think for a 15 year old at the time where this right now you know it's it's quite um common for us to be hearing or go go to a joe dispenser meditation or you know go change your vibration you know whereas this we're talking about like um 25 years ago mm you know this was happening in my family so I, I think where I, so I didn't I, yeah and I didn't I had a really like it's taken me all this time to start getting into my business and my wealth and all that sort of stuff because I had the opposite in my upbringing we had a lot of that consciousness and spirituality but there, I never got taught anything about budgeting or it was you know it was, it was pretty pretty you know rough experience in that level for me so yeah, we, we, did this, we did this visualization. We had to imagine something that was bothering us in our life and we had to send it love. We, it was this whole visual that we had to do, but basically we were sending it light and all love every time we thought of it so that we're reprogramming our own neurons and our own vibration to how we feel about that thing. And at the time for me, it was this girl at school who was bullying me. And um, she was really it, like to the point that I couldn't even think about going to school without this sinking feeling in my whole body reacting to it. So over time I was doing this. I remember I remember the first time we did the exercise, I hated it. I didn't want to send her love and light. I was like, Rah! I was like, it was the hardest, that was the first hardest thing, you know, to to and then every time I thought of her, I'd have that sinking feeling, I would rechange it and put it that energy. And I remember this moment at school where she was walking past me and she she always like throw her head up like a like and call me some name and like um, you know, basically and as she was walking by me, I sent her that energy and I actually legit felt, you know, when you get like electric spark, like mm. when you get a static electricity from someone, I felt that happen. It was really surreal. And then I can't remember what happened between then that moment and then her actually being my best friend. Oh, wow. Having sleepovers with me all the time, <laughs> singing all the words to my original songs and that she would come over and make me play for her so she mm. could sing because she loved them. Wow. And so that, flip. Yeah, yeah, and I think I never thought much about it, but you know, now these days in this last decade, like throughout my thirties, I do a lot of intentional visualization things, and when I'm calling stuff in, and I guess it comes more naturally for me because it it was in my past and my upbringing. Mm. But so fast forward to the music, I'm re-embracing my spiritual side back in with my music side, and that was the first big thing that happened. And then of, of course, then social media was an opportunity for me to bring that teacher or that lecturer out. So mm. since I was 18, I've been teaching music, both sometimes, you know, in institutions and lecturing or some, but mainly one-on-one, -on -one. sometimes out in remote communities, um, in indigenous communities. That's beautiful. Um, and so, when it was my early thirties, I'd lost, just lost my father to cancer and it really really shook me because he was like such a foundation of the masculine you know even though there was all this trauma around dad in some ways he was also my best friend yeah. and i loved him very much and I, at the same time as that i lost my relationship at, that i'd been with for five years and that broke down so it was like the two masculine entities in my life completely crumbled Mm. and I had to actually stand up for myself after this so after like a period of I think it was six months of pretty heavy grieving and withdrawing from the world I was waking up every day and noticing that I was aching all over 
I, why am I sore? Why am I always sore? Like I couldn't, I was like, I'm too young for this. This is ridiculous. And then I noticed something like when I was watching, and I'm sorry, this is a long story, but no, I love it. <laughs> it's, it's getting to a really good point of how this music all really mm. happened and why it is so powerful. And I think understanding this sort of foundation and, and of how I discovered it is mm. will give more permission to others to keep making those discoveries within themselves. 100%, yeah. Um, so I remember watching my housemate talk and then a friend that was sitting next to him and I noticed that the, the aches would go away or show up in a different part of my body when I listened to the friend than when I did to my housemate. Oh, wow. And then I started to, that was a shift in me going, oh, like, you know, I guess the typical, I probably had bad boundaries. I was mm. being super empathic and taking on all the energies around me and not knowing how to center myself and cleanse and all that sort of stuff. So mm. I was like, what's, I noticed, ah, oh, if that can shift according to who I'm focusing on, then that's me that I'm empowered to do something about those aches and pains. And I started feeling less like a victim and more empowered to do something about it. So then what that led me on to was every day. Um, and sometimes I'd skip days, but pretty much every day. And sometimes I would spend, if I, if I could had the time up to two hours doing what I, the, the modality that I coined behind all the work of voice dance. And when I do therapy with people and stuff is in body map technique so I had a map on the back of my door and every time I and so I'd use all the tools that I put into each of those chakras so the the breath work the the movement the um the timing and I put a timing and aligning into solar plexus the touch and the connection for the heart chakra the the, the sound and the activation mm -hmm. for throat the intention and the visualizations for the third eye and then connecting to source and, and about the crown. So I would use all of that as one big mass of process mm -hmm. um, to shift energy through my body. And I found these, and I felt like spirit was teaching me and I felt like it was also innate. So mm -hmm. it's, 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 and, and what, through, so I had a map on the back of my door and whenever something would come up, really, I would like, sometimes the shoulders would have all the shoulds, you know, mm -hmm. you'd start like when you're when massaging out the pains in your shoulders, you're rolling, you're moving, you're stretching, you're sounding, you're breathing. Sometimes you're a bit silent and still. Sometimes it's just one shift of a movement and, and tuning into that alignment and something releases. But mm. always throughout the process, stuff is coming up in your mind. And when that stuff's coming up in your mind, that's showing what's in that part of the body, in the cells, because what our body does, it's actually yeah. scientifically it's proven. We hold on. Yeah, we hold on to these emotions because the cells feed on peptides which flood through our body when we feel emotions and so we also get addicted to certain emotions and our cells will crave certain emotions so we have to be patient when we're retraining um the mechanism of our body so yeah i had this chart and i'd write down okay i noticed every time i'm on my shoulders i'd be thinking about things i should do like somebody i need to get back to yeah. what you know rah, rah, and i'd have a little bit of guilt behind it and so i'd write this and map it out of my body and i actually ended up i think it was like in the second year of doing this quite quite devotedly like uncovering sexual trauma that i'd blanketed over from my childhood when i was six and that it was it was, it's, it was a profound process and so after really really doing this and i went really deep in it and mapped it out what came out of it was voice dance as a series to take people lightly through being able to start teaching themselves how to use these tools because um it is innate that's what i came came to understand and is that this is what we've all forgotten how mm, to use the great remembering and, yes and we're remembering and then the more science comes gets behind it it realizes oh you know just by breathing in right now with me 
And then uh, big long sound. Uh, when we do that, we're releasing nitric oxide through the body, which is opening the blood vessels and capillaries, which is flooding our body with endorphins and oxytocin, dopamine, all these feel good chemicals, boosting mm. our immune system. So the science behind all these different things that we do, that is just a normal body mechanism that we've forgotten how to come back to. Yeah. So I taught myself in that point in time to center and align and come back to understanding who I am so that I could tell when the world was pulling me off center. Yeah. And then I knew how to come back and self-regulate, which is also so the, good. <laughs> yeah. And that's the big catchphrase of these days is self-regulation and yeah. go deeper. And then I learned, you know, I've now I've done courses on the vagus nerve and, and all on somatics therapies and things like that. So I got to catch up to the wisdom that spirit and my body taught me and back it and, and give it foundation to oh, science after. Yeah. Yeah. So and, and that's like why full confirmatory. Yes, I know. Every time I was reading, I was like, "Oh my god!" It's I just like, I was so excited. I was like, "This is the thing that I and I knew it did the thing." And I was like, "Yeah." Mm. So it was mind blowing for me to have that confirmation. Yeah. Um, so when I sing and did my medicine album, and it was after you know a decade or maybe even more of yeah, more than a decade, fifteen years, I think, of, of trying to be a musician and a rock star or whatever it is that you're supposed to be, yeah. right? Um going down that mainstream route and having all those experiences that you know and next minute i'm just like i'm i stuck this big sign on 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 my on a piece of paper in front of my speaker saying you have to love it first yes and i kept coming back to that over and over again and as long as i loved it then if anyone else liked the music that was just a bonus yeah at least i could listen to it over and over again because that was something that i found making music in the past was You'd always pick on it or you'd wish that he'd done this a bit more. You'd always find things that wasn't quite right already yet. With the medicine music, you know, and I'd always dreamt of making really cinematic, soundscapey stuff that you could hear in movies. Mm-hmm. I love making harmonies. I, you know, and so what would, what would happen was because I'd spent so much time being embodied and actually connecting to my body, that was the key is just mm-hmm. when I sung, I was connecting to my body and I'd feel, and now it's just this automatic, it's like, you know, do you know about anchors? So you can teach your body how to go into a mode, you know, hypnotists do it every time they click and say a word, they're creating an anchor in you. Um, Yeah, I use oils to anchor. Yes, beautiful. Mm -hmm. And so for me, all I need to do is I sit up or whether I'm standing or lying, but I, I tune into my spine and my alignment and I feel a connection to source and then I just know that that's coming through my sound. Mm. And I guess through that process of those years of doing it, I must have created that to be a strong anchor. And I can just do it whether I've warmed up, whether I've just woken up um, and it's just there for me. But yes, it's the body. And so every single chakra on that album that that I did, I'm moving the energy through. And what I ended up doing, so infusing it back to that childhood learning of sending the light to my bully or whatever, and learning about the quantum visualization techniques that were also innate in my sort of upbringing, I started to bring that through because I think when I did this, I wasn't that aware of Joe Dispenza yet. It wasn't super, like maybe this was five years ago when I first released that first album. I'm thinking it's probably about that long. So it wasn't as popular. It was sort of only maybe just coming into the field. So 
for me, I wasn't, I couldn't, I can name it all now. And it makes a lot of sense to explain to people like catching up to all that yeah. <laughs> science behind things. But back then all I was just going, connecting to my body it would be hard on my solar plexus. Sometimes I'm shaking or loosening things or squeezing yeah. something out of my shoulder, but I would imagine and, and sort of decide with that quantum energy that as the sound is coming out of my mouth, it's reaching and hitting people in the future when they when they where and landing in their body where they need it. So I actually infused and coded the vibration to be medicine for whoever listens in the mm. way that they need it. Um, and that was pretty powerful. Mm. And I remember this moment where I was doing this thing that I'd never done with my voice, which now I, I can do. I don't know if I can do it right now. <laughs> yeah, the wavery thing. Yeah. And when I'm singing a note, because it'll happen naturally, it's almost like a tuning fork where you hit a spot or something comes through. The first time it happened was with the solar plexus. Actually, mm. this is really exciting to share. The solar plexus um, song, which was the first song that I really fell in love with. And I was like, I'm, I'm this album's going to work. Mm. You know, all the other songs I was loving and things like that. But when I did that song, that song was really special for me because it's like, I'm finally doing it. I don't yeah. And this, this wavery thing came out of my voice and I kind of like opened my eyes in this trance to my hands like it was a tuning oh, fork. Cool. The sound was moving through and I was doing this weird shaking thing. And I remember shocking myself, like going, what? And being excited at the same time and being like, wow, this is amazing. And mm. actually in the second album, the Orange album, so I don't know if anyone recognises that I'm moving through, even though it's all the chakras in every album, I'm moving through one chakra at a time. So the first album is the red album. It's the base, it's the foundations, it's where it all began. The, the second album is the orange album. And because and so in that one, the solar plexus, again, a new thing happened with my voice. It's like the, the it, it shows me something I didn't know, like spirit teaches me a new way of singing. I like love I did, it through your yeah. voice, so good. So like just handing it over energetically. And I love the surprise that I don't know, you know. And so it was just this kind of stuff. I was doing a lot of, I can't, it really has to be in the moment. And I just come from the river, um, spending time in the water. And I felt like the water nymphs or whatever were coming through me in the sound. And I feel, and that's why I love to go spend time in nature and then record because the freshness of that energy is in it. And I get to bring that through the same way as that quantum energy of my intention yep. to people. Um, and so for me, this third album, which is about to come out, so it's really lovely to do this podcast, yep. is really exciting because I'm like, I, it dawned on me, the, 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 the solar plexus, the third song, mm. third chakra, in both the other two albums had something new mm. that I had never done before come through. So I know that this whole release is like that. Yeah. Um, there's something about it. And I, I come from Central Australia, so Alice Springs, which is supposed to be the solar plexus. Mm. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and I feel like there's something there with that. And, oh, and it, there totally is. Yeah, and, and also this chakra for me, I, I realise when I do my body map te- technique, if I'm doing therapy sessions with people, I map their body out and I can see, I listen to their childhood story and what's going on with them now and I can see where energetically, like a frequency, I draw a frequency on the body. I can see where they're like imbalanced in their energy, putting too much or too little in an area. And that's what I did for myself throughout this, in book, like, you know, those years ago over doing this mm. technique. And the solar plexus was the big journey for me because that, that girl who bullied me at school, she bullied me. She used to call me a blonde Barbie. She used to make me feel bad about being good. And I had a lot of that growing up. Like I felt a lot of shame around shining. I 
felt a lot of people hated me because things came to me easily because where my my family was lacking in you know in a lot of stability foundations and you know there was alcoholism there's all sorts of stuff in my in my childhood there was also a lot of like and I'm so grateful for it just incredible depth of 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 communication and creativity I was Mm. so encouraged to be free in my expression yeah and so I think that was really threatening to people growing up Mm. a lot of people now that I do this work I realize how much it's like it's the pandemic (laughs) like it's it's, so many people are are struggling to let that come through and Mm. so I understand why I was in you know in my little innocence so threatening to so many people i was Mm. so willing to be so bright because your light was so bright it 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 threatened yeah makes sense and hence that's my that's been my my journey my hero's journey and and what i help bring to others and bring Mm. to the world so yeah there's a lot tied up in the solar plexus so this release is exciting because um i'm also taking on whole new business um approaches um so the the business partner I'm working with in Global Sound School, Joel. Um, he's a, it's an absolute whiz at backend and systems and technical oh, stuff. awesome. We both like, he, you know, he's showing me new tips and tricks on Photoshop. So I get to up my skills because yeah. I'm also a jack of all trades and, you know, do my film and media and, 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 and lots of stuff. But so he's, he's amazing at all these things and, and shows me all this new stuff. And so we're working on this stuff and we're realizing like that dream that I had when I left school, all I ever wanted to do was create like a life school or something that was more like what I felt like the real world should be because it's a lot of discrimination at school against creatives. If you yeah. think about it, you're told, you no, know, you can't pick that choice, that not only can they not measure creativity and all the creative subjects, they're not given as much clout or power in, in yeah. if you want to go to uni, you're not going to get a high score if, you, if I picked yeah. the drum or, the, you know, all those subjects that were where I was naturally shining. And, and actually, mm-hmm. let's be real, some of the greatest, um, I saw a TikTok of a guy going, you know, you asked me years ago, who, what are the jobs we're gonna get, you know, that you should do to get paid well? He'd say, I'd say engineer, 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 he said. And he goes, now, creators, influencers. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that's really interesting that somehow through the power of the internet, through the power of the collective connecting to each yeah. other, we've gone screw you our self-expression is important and the way we because no two people express the same and if two people make a tiktok they're not going to do it the same like the, yeah. if two people, you know and and so i love that it's almost naturally organically we're beating the system mm. coming into our own creative clout and mm. saying here here we are and so with this release what we're doing is mixing what we're offering with global sound school which is you know eventually we're going to expand to other areas not just sound but we're yeah. that's you know where our empowerment is we just do it well with what we know first mm-hmm. um, but helping you know when we learn from people go and study online or in even in school and everything you're learning from a lecturer who's separate from your community yeah and or you're never gonna you know it's it's this it's this disconnect and so Global Sound School is bringing in different creators, um, different authorities in their own area. So it could be, you know, I remember you saying something about tech at start. So maybe it's just you do a whole masterclass on how to start to finish, nail your tech on creating podcasts or, you know, whatever. You know what I mean? It could be just one class on something simple like that. We bring in an expert on that, guest spurts we call them. Oh, I love how you call them guest spurts. Yes. (laughs) 
and they and and so there'll be a whole membership in a library so people can access it but 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 the exciting thing is you're learning from people who are real in your actual network so these people can so we're helping other creators get paid we're also helping the network it's it's, so it's called a double-sided marketplace where people find each other yeah so we're going to be creating that's going to be happening more and more over the next few months it's very exciting and Mm -hmm. so with my release which for album number three um we're mixing a lot of new technologies so a little secret out of the bag which is about to hopefully come out this week um is that we're infusing with ar technology so augmented reality and um so i can have branding like merchandise i can have clothing um yoga pants journals that people can write in throughout the album journey um, mugs and on it can be an image that's my brand so any creative branding can do this Mm. and when you point the phone at it on the phone even though it's a still image Mm. on the phone it will turn into a moving image oh awesome whatever you want to program it to be so that's what our sort of super team that we're creating with the global sound schools that we can create these sonic branding kits for people and and then not only will it create a visual, but that visual can take you to a website or a link or do any action that you want it to do. So every month for my album journey release, I want to not just say, hey, here's my music. I want to show people how I create my music. Oh, I want to show so people good. how they can do it themselves. Mm. I want to show people how I release like a rebel, how I don't follow the mainstream, how every nearly every music artist I know sits there and releases and then they feel just despondent or in despair that nobody listened to their music or that they're getting no money from it because Spotify pays you 0.0001% of, of, of a list, you know what I mean? So you, you don't get money from the mainstream engine as a musician, but what is doing well is connecting online, online courses, online, you know, reaching and teaching each other. And so we're fusing all that together. And so with my album journey, people get to see how I make my music. I'm going to do an online secret concert every month. Oh, so good. Get their phone, scan that image, and it will take them to that secret location, mm. little video. And oh, so good. Do you know yeah. what I really love is once I saw this challenge that you did that really was like calling out people to step up and, and you were like, I just don't want one person. I want all of you. And you just did this like little sequence of music and some lyrics and you're like, all right, now I just, there's the lyrics. Give, give me some tunes to go with it and just threw it out there. And I'm like, oh, yes, like this could just go in any direction. Yeah, yep, That's and that's what I love about creativity. I think that was the start of the year we did a little remix comp as part of the Global Sound School release. Yeah. And there are heaps of different people jumped up, like, you know, woman at home with her baby between oh, cool. sleeping to, you know, DJs that ended up playing it in their ecstatic dance sets in Cannes. Oh, yeah. You know, um, people who made film clips to it in Perth to people like in America doing stuff like it was just really beautiful. And what I love when you just put yourself out there yeah, and, and, and you give people the door to open, to go mm. through. And that's what I love most about creativity is that it's beyond our control. It's its own birthing. It's, it's mm. something bigger than ourselves. And that is the world I want to live in. That's why, yeah. <laughs> that's why I'm doing what I'm doing because this is the future that, I've always foreseen that I'm here to be part of making this planet. 
Yes, you are. I love what you are doing so, so much. If, if the listeners want to find out more about Global Sound School, um, your, your other amazing offers that you've got going on. My album journey. Yeah, all yeah. the things. Like uh, what advice have you got for them? Well, they can find me through, obviously, you'll, send, you'll drop all my links in the podcast yeah. and just find me. on. Please go follow me on. I'm trying to grow my TikTok. <laughs> go find my TikTok um, <laughs> on my Instagram. So those two places I post my artistry mm-hmm. and in Facebook I post more of my personal journal and writing. And writing for me is like a, a best friend. So I'm going to publish eventually soon too because I love my writing but those those are the difference in my in what I do what I do personally with my social media but advice I've got for people who are feeling a calling their creative calling is that what you Mm, yeah yeah. like you just don't know the formula or where things are going just like for me you know I had such strange bizarre opportunities that like sliding doors my life could have gone in any direction if I'd chosen yes or no to different things and sometimes I I used to wonder did I did I ruin my opportunity for this by choosing that instead Mm -hmm. of that you know but now it's like you can't force a flower to bloom and at some point in your life you recognize that all of it has collided and, and, and come together and makes sense and that all the different selves of who you are like it, it can feel so scrambled and disassociative when you're trying to be this person to this scene, this person to this person. And, and I think when we start to actually acknowledge this is your life, you're not here to um, find your calling, you're here to choose it, to create it. Oh, yeah. Say that again. You're not here to find your calling. Yeah, it's not about find, like who am I and like trying to find It's like you just you get to choose you get to create and 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 actually the gift of existence is that all those steps along the way do add up it is it is a strange formula that begins to make sense over time so the deeper the probably the best advice i could give anyone ever in the whole entire world is to find what your center is Mm -hmm. and so for me that was doing these modalities and practices because the moment i would I, i finally understood who i was and how i felt instead of what all of the world was pulling at my strings for Mm. or even my own trauma was haunting me with i could come to that centered place so whether that's through breath work through singing through dancing all of the above whatever it is meditating just create a practice every day where you understand how it feels and i call that self-tuning so just like an instrument needs tuning before you play it because if you try and play the guitar off key with the rest of the band they're going to kick you out Yeah. yeah Just like an instrument, we because the world will pull you off key to suit yeah, it. Yeah. And people will do that all the time. So we need to tune ourselves. So the oh. best thing you can do, no matter who you are, no matter what you do, no matter what stage you are in your life, is to find what center is, to find how to tune yourself. And if you mm. do that, it'll all make sense and all the selves can come together and you'll go, oh, that's why this, 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 and this. And, mm. and you'll have fun along the way and you'll be your own best friend and your own greatest love. And that's that's it. That's it. Oh, yes. Now, listeners, you need to be rewinding that and listening to that last part again because that was just pure gold. Thank you so much for all of your wisdom and sharing yourself with us throughout this podcast. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me and may you all go and just create. Yes, create. (laughs) Bye.